and welcome back to Minds of Metal. My name is Daria. And I'm Laz, and together we're a husband and wife team, both professional musicians talking all things heavy metal. And today we are bringing you a classic album review of Arise by Sepultura. That's right, yeah. When we, when we were talking about these different episodes we're going to do and the modern metal reviews, the classic album reviews, we kind of said to ourselves, well, hold on. Where's the cutoff point? Like, is there one year where now are we doing it by length of time, 10, 20, 30 years? But we thought actually we probably do it album by album. I mean, generally, we're not going to find an album that was released in 2020 that's going to be classic. But there are some albums in the 90s that could still sound fresh and modern. And there are some albums in the 90s, like this one we're doing today, that we believe is classic purely because of what it did for future generations of heavy metal. So something's really interesting here is that Sepultura are a Brazilian heavy metal band. Um, the album Arise was released on the 25th of March, 1991. Now, Sepultura in general are considered a thrash metal band, which is interesting because as we're going to talk about in this album, we see it as a little more than that. But something interesting about thrash metal is if you remember from our metalcore episode, we talked about extreme metal very loosely and very briefly, but we did talk about it. Now, extreme metal is thrash metal plus doom metal plus black metal plus death metal plus traditional metal all into one extreme form. Now, if you want to listen to a perfect thrash metal album, Rain in Blood by Slayer. You're going to put the album cover up there. Mm -hmm. uh, perfect thrash metal album. It's probably the defining thrash metal album of metal all time. I don't think there's been a better album. I don't think there will be of saying what thrash metal is. What's thrash metal to you? Fast messy in places. I don't personally like the solos, but that's just me. I know you don't like them either. It's just really sort of energetic. And aggressive is a good word, yeah. Yeah. Just always think about that yeah. snare. Yeah. Yeah, really fast pumping out aggression. I'd say weird solos, as we said, shouting, um, fast paced and lots mm -hmm. of energy. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a good place to now head into the album and talk about the thrash elements that we hear. So the album starts with the ultimate uh, thrash metal song called Arise, the title track of the album. It's just, it just does what it says, doesn't it? It's just a thrash yeah. thrashes around. away, yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's a fast-paced song. It brings a lot of energy and aggression yeah. to this album. Um, other thrash elements I heard uh, is the song Dead Embryonic Cells. Pre-vocals, you've got a thrashy riff with some groovy drums. Uh, the second verse, though, is just out-and-out -out thrash. Um, yeah. Also, a thrash solo, and there are many that I'll list in a minute, that sounds very much like a, a Slayer solo. Your yeah. fastly picked notes, your whammy bar, the bending strings that we already said we don't really get on with uh, thrash metal solos. Um, but there's also thrash solos in Desperate Cry and Murder. Uh, subtraction had a really flashy intro. Meaningless movement we'll get to. Um, what was the other one you said? Infected voice. That's the Just one, yeah. pure thrash throughout. It is. You know. And that's, uh, I think that quite clearly establishes that there is a thrash metal bass going throughout this album. So earlier we mentioned that we heard actually a blend of subgenres going on in this album. And one of the other ones amongst thrash metal, we actually heard quite a bit of death metal going on. So stuff like, again, Dead Embryonic Cells. You told me that it is a death metal riff. Why is that? So when I think of death metal, I think very heavily low screams, 
I think very straight drumming, fast drumming. You know, death metal is a is a, a branch off of the extreme metal tree, just the same way thrash is. So I'm not saying that I hear something here that I compare to Cannibal Corpse, for example, one of the famous death metal bands. But what I do hear is complexity in the riffs. I hear palm muted guitars. I hear tremolo sort of fast picking. And I hear an overall heaviness and rawness in the guitar riffs. I hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah? So is that what you define death metal as? Are these the characteristics that you hear? In terms of riffs, yes. Yeah, okay. I'd expect fast riffs, palm muted, low-tuned uh, guitars, very heavily distorted guitars. Um, I already said low-tuned, I think. But what the, the comparison I make for this album is especially the complexity and the rhythms of the riff. So if you think in a thrash metal, you could have a riff that goes... But with death metal, I feel like yeah. I hear the rhythmic differences between mm. those, and that's why I'm. That's what we're today distinguishing between thrash and death metal, especially in terms of the guitar riffage. You mentioned mm -hmm. we had some dead embryonic cells. Um, yeah. There was also uh, Desperate Cry had loads of death metal riffs. I thought, uh, especially there's one after the acoustic guitar reprise. Um, altered state was cool. We're going to talk about that one in a little bit. And meaningless movement, I thought was fantastic because it just kind of seamlessly goes from thrash uh, to death metal and to the next subgenre that we're going to talk about now. The next subgenre that we really want to talk about is groove metal. And um, I mean, when you listen to this album, I personally, I find it really bouncy. I there do. Are, yeah. And that's that, that to me sums up the groove part. Yeah. Um, you've got to think, yeah, groove metal might be another one of those branches that comes from the extreme metal. I mean, I think if I'm sort of, from my knowledge, I'd say groove metal kind of came more from the glam metal phase. Do you know what? Mm. It's probably a hybrid. It's probably the heaviness of extreme metal with the accessibility of glam metal. Yeah. And something like that. But the groove metal, as Dash said, it's about the bouncing. It's about wanting to be there. Um, and I think, you know, you've got bands like the most famous groove metal band, Pantera, also doing their stuff in the early 90s. And it just didn't surprise me that we heard it here. Yeah. And I think one thing we owe this to is the drummer. Because whilst what I've got here is a list of... Th I mentioned the death metal riffs earlier. Groove drums over death metal riffs. Groove death hybrid. And what I mean is that whilst you're hearing these death metal, heavy, chumping guitar riffs, like dun 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 you got the drums grooving. And you just want, you want to groove. Like, you know, there's moments in Thrash, I mean, take, like I said earlier, the Rain in Blood album. There's no part of Rain in Blood where, you you know, you want to, if you want to move along to the music, you headbang like that. There's no sort of, oh yeah, rain, rain in Blood grooving along. It doesn't happen. <laughs> Whereas here, the drums make it so accessible for yeah. you to just bounce your shoulders to. You know, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And this is a kind of another unique thing that we're hearing because we told about the blend. You've got the thrash, you've got the death, and now you've got the groove, which they work it so well because you can have some sections that are so obviously thrash, some sections that are so obviously thrash drums and death metal guitars, and some sections which are just so obviously death or thrash guitars with a groove uh, drum beat over it because it's sort of bouncy. Yeah. Fantastic, you know, isn't it? that last minute of dead embryonic cells is probably my favorite 
groovy as hell. Groove. Yeah. Of the album. It's just so great. If we if we talk about groove a little bit, so something about a characteristic of groove metal is that because of the dancing effect, because of the bouncing effect, a lot of metal, if you play it straight, you emphasize beats one and three. And that's because that's where you want to emphasize and accent the heavy parts. So you go da 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 you know, emphasize one and three. With groove metal, however, the perfect song to check out for this is Cowboys from Hell by Pantera, because the emphasis isn't on the one and three anymore, it's on the two and four. So it's that's where it grooves, that's where you get the bounce from. And that is where you hear it a lot in this album. And sometimes they kind of change within a section, going from a groove drum to a thrash drum. And I just think it's fantastic because you get this blend and this perfect marriage of all of these subgenres. But ultimately, I don't know if... We've said it's a thrash metal album at its base. Overall, I don't know how to categorize it because it just has this perfect no. blend between these three styles. Well, yeah, like you said, it's I've got song like meaningless movements. We just got that death metal riff with groove metal drums. Yeah. And for then, that one, sorry, yeah. I've got seamless transition between yeah. death, thrash, and groove. They just go from one to the other. Yeah. And back again. And then you've got songs like Infected Voice, which is just thrash yeah. throughout. So yeah, I guess it's just maybe they were experimenting i like to think that and the reason that i mentioned rain in blood and death metal at the start of this video was because this album is five years after rain in blood so you have slayer who have cemented into the world of heavy metal what a perfect thrash metal album sounds like now at the end of the 80s that's when death metal started to gain popularity um and what was that on groove metal so bands like pantera were still popping up you know so I like that this album, Arise, yeah. is a product of its time. Yeah. It took the elements of thrash it loved. It took the elements of death it loved. It grooved it up, which we're actually going to talk about more in the next section, to create yeah. this fantastic hybrid. So, as we said, the part we're going to talk about now is asking the question, why does it groove? And my answer to this is because of the hugely Brazilian influence now, Sepultura are a Brazilian heavy metal band, and throughout the album, it actually becomes more apparent on some of their later work, especially Chaos AD and the album Roots, which, you know, the roots of their heritage is mm. Brazil. Um, but in this, in this album, Arise, you've got hugely Brazilian drum influence, Subtraction, the instrumental behind... The music behind the instrumental section is very primal. It's very percussive. Yeah. It's about rhythm. Um, yeah, and, and there's offbeat symbols in that yeah. one, which I really loved. And I thought that's just a great sort of injection of that authenticity. Yeah. Really. And in Altered State, you've got the Brazilian rhythms and instruments at the start of the song. And then as the song fades out, you've got those drums doing the Brazilian rhythms again. Mm-hmm. What, what do you... How do you feel about that? You know, hearing those Brazilian instruments, maybe for the first time in metal... Being you know, injected um, into another style. Oh, I really love that. I love when people actually inject anything into metal. I yeah. think it's really innovative and it's interesting. And it just shows what they are about. And you know what very significant to me is? I think we watched like one of their live sessions in the studio or something. Yeah. And they were playing like all these Brazilian percussion instruments. Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> I was like, what is that instrument? I've never seen this instrument in my life. And it's just making this kind of rain sounds or whatever. I was yeah, like, yeah. that 
just sounds great and you would never think that that would be on a thrash album you know let alone anything else so yeah um i feel great about that now the big question is how do you think the use of brazilian rhythms influenced potentially the music to come so i think the injection of this Brazilian indigenous sound that they brought, I think that said to people that although we have, although metal has been evolving, you know, we went from traditional to new wave to glam to thrash to death. Ultimately, it all kind of falls under the same bracket. If you go to the heaviest point of metal, you get death. If you go to the lightest point, you get glam. But ultimately, it's still guitars, bass, drums, and vocals. Whether mm -hmm. it's screaming or singing, you're still in this sort of bracket. I love that injecting this Brazilian stuff was almost completely fresh. And what for me that, if you look at the where metal went after this, in the mid nineties, you had new metal coming about. Mm -hmm. And the most important point about new metal was it was metal plus something unusual. Yeah. Rap, hip hop, funk. Um, yeah. That, that's it really, you know, that's punk, it, yeah. all of those sort of, I'm trying to think of as well. Yeah, you've got Korn, Slipknot with their rap, Limp Bizkit with the rap, Rage Against the Machine with yeah. the funk and the rap as well. Um, and that's, to me, what was so important about new metal is that you injected something unusual. You think about System of a Down yeah. and their Armenian heritage and influence. You've got that song Forest, which has that traditional Armenian rhythm. It's not a typical heavy metal rhythm. And I think albums like Arise where they so obviously, I was going to say pay tribute to Brazil, but it's not. Brazil is in the album. It's not yeah. like, oh, this is a little, <laughs> little, little 10 seconds of tribute to Brazil. No, for me, the foundations of the album, even if it is a thrash metal song or thrash metal drumming, or if it's one of the groovier, I still think Igor Cavalera, uh, Cavalera his heart is always in what he probably grew up with, and that is yeah. with the Brazilian-influenced rhythms. Um, so now we've covered the thrash metal, the death metal, the groove metal, and the Brazilian influence on the album. There's one more part that you wanted to talk about, isn't there? About this. About Metallica in the album, okay? <laughs> so basically, um, I was listening to it just on the sofa, and as soon as Desperate Cry came in, I paused it and I was like, oh my goodness, this is Battery by Metallica. Yeah, and the you know, intro. Yeah, the, the intro the is intro. so so similar and you can definitely hear the influence there as well and that's not the only song i also thought altered state was a little like shortest straw you know and uh well metallica was already really big at that point so yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if they took some inspiration there also and it's interesting because you said shortest straw which is from the album and justice for all quickly it's my it's one of, probably my favorite metal album of all time so I'll try and keep it quick that's another fantastic album where you can look at the marriage between thrash and death metal and that you're going to get exactly what I'm talking about, about those death metal riffs with a song like Shortest Straw. So just a little note, go and check that album out. But other than that, I completely agree with you. There's the section in, uh, it's actually Desperate Cry as well, where there's the lighter instrumental section with the dual lead guitars oh, yeah, yeah. Um, going through that really reminded me like it was from Ride the Lightning or Master mm -hmm. of Puppets or something. And you've got to think, you know, who was who was influencing Sepultura? We know they love their Brazilian uh, rhythmic indigenous music, but on the metal side of things, who was influencing Sepultura? And I think the answer is uh, there. Overall, 
overall, I've really enjoyed this album. It's personally for me, I would have loved a bit more variety in the vocals because, you know, we have this rawness, shouty sort of vocal, uh, but it is their sound, isn't it? Yeah. And that's what Sepultura sound like. I also just want to say that timing on this album is immaculate. And I think that the way it's played, it's very, very well done. Yeah, the performance and the execution of it is fantastic. Um, even the production, I love how raw it is. It's not overdone, it's not overpolished. I know that when they recorded this album, they rehearsed for ages trying to get everything right. And you can hear that they got everything right. Um, and what's more than them actually getting everything right is that the critics thought they got it right as well because yeah. this is Sepultura's most famous and critically acclaimed album. Uh, it sold, sold over a million copies in two years, which is a huge, huge yeah. feat for a band, a relatively unknown band from Brazil like them. Um, and this would gain them a lot of popularity in the media. After this album came out, they were sort of featured on NME and MTV. And then this is when their legacy and their reputation started to build and go up and up. Thank you so much for being with us here today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to like this video and subscribe to our channel for more videos. And don't forget that if you're too busy and you don't have time to watch YouTube and just sit and watch it on a screen or something, we have a dedicated podcast for you, which is these episodes with the audio extracted available for you during your commute or any other time where you don't have time to watch, but you can listen. So have a metal day. Have a lovely day. We'll see you very soon.